right after that Maroon 5 tour, uh, the band ends up breaking up. So I lose my job. I had just taken a year or two off of school and I'm sitting like, oh man, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what to do. And uh, I'm reading, I think it was the Las Vegas Weekly at the time. And there's a guy who was going to start a festival. You know, I said, well, that's something I've always wanted to do and be a part of. Welcome to Scratching the Record. This podcast features interviews with inspiring guests who are rewriting the rules of a creative career. I'm your host, Camille Cannon, a TEDx speaker, writer, former radio host, and now creator of this year podcast. I know there's a lot of pressure to have your life all figured out. And let me just say, nobody really does. And that's okay. As our guests show, the path to a meaningful life and career isn't always linear. Like a needle on the record, you can scratch out your own groove. Today on our season one finale, I am so thrilled to have our guest, Jake Wagner. Jake is a sonic storyteller, a conductor of energy and master of music in some of the world's most memorable sporting events. As a music director and programmer, he set the tone for sports history, soundtracking the men's hockey team at the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing, and for the Las Vegas Raiders, the Seattle Kraken, and a team very close to my heart, the Vegas Golden Knights, and many more. Jake's taste is impeccable, and his ability to make stadiums of fans feel the highs and lows of a game are unmatched. Not only that, Jake is always on the lookout to bring local and emerging artists up with him. I am so glad to have you here, Jake. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Camille. That, uh, that intro was, was too good. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, um, it was factual. So thank you for being here and for sharing uh, about yourself so we can hear, um, you know, the sort of behind the scenes of, of all this. And uh, to get us started, I will ask uh, the first question, which is tell us a little bit about how you got to be where you are today. Oh, man, it's a it's a long journey, uh, but I guess I could say that I I was always a fan of music first and foremost. So it's always been in my life and uh, played music, you know, from a young age, piano, guitar, uh, joined bands with friends and, and whatnot in middle school and high school and uh, also pursued sports at the same time. So uh, kind of, uh, you know, was always had my toe in, in both of the, uh, the areas that I'm currently in still. But, um, you know, it was, uh, it was something that kind of had always been on my mind as far as the experience that we had at sporting events and, um, you know, moving for me from, from sports, playing in sports to actually programming. It was, uh, it's kind of an interesting path, but, um, you know, initially I started in my own bands, like I had mentioned, and then went on the road stage managed tour managed for other bands oh, wow. uh ended up kind of uh taking a break there and then helping uh start a music festival out in las vegas called life is beautiful yes and uh and then at that point you know i wanted to get into radio programming and uh you know soundtracking for um you know 
kind of more of the broadcasting side of, of what we do and um, got an opportunity to join the Las Vegas 51s, the baseball team out in Las Vegas at the time. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, parlayed that experience into uh, an opportunity with the Vegas Golden Knights when they came to town. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was kind of, you know, right place, right time. And also having the foresight to, you know, understand where I wanted to go. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm still, still trying to get to where I want to go. <laughs> yeah. Well, gosh, everything that you've accomplished so far, it's, it's been incredible to watch and, um, you know, there's so much there that, that we'll get into. And I want to, I think, ask, um, to, to, to go from there is talk about what your experience was, maybe some early memories as a fan in sports or you know do you remember sort of your experience of um you know being at these types of events and where did it spark an interest for you absolutely yeah i can pinpoint the uh the moment that i really kind of had that aha type uh <laughs> thought you know back in the 90s uh in las vegas we had a team called the las vegas thunder and they were a minor league hockey team that played at the Thomas and Mack where the uh, UNLV basketball team plays still today. But, um, you know, they kind of were ahead of the time back, uh, back in the nineties, they had a full on laser show with, you know, fog over the ice and they all skated out from the tunnel to ACDC's ACDC's thunderstruck. Mm. Right. Um, and, and seems so cliche, obviously, you know, it just, <laughs> You know, the, the 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 lyrical content just makes sense. But for me, you know, as a kid, it was this just life-changing, you know, moment where I'm kind of feeling something that I didn't really understand, you know, the the impact that music could have yeah. on this live event experience. And, uh, you know, it just stuck with me. I think, uh, you know... They, they ended up dissolving after like two years or, or something like that. Uh, maybe it was a little longer, but either way, uh, it wasn't a, a long-lived, uh, you know, stay in, in, in town. But for me, uh, you know, I, I don't think I would be doing what I'm doing without that, you know, kind of, uh, I don't know. It was just a really special thing. And, I you know, I hope to, to kind of give that same experience to, to kids and and others you know at the at the games that I do currently yeah wow that's that's an incredible full like full circle moment to think about it you know folks are listening and may or may not be familiar with like Las Vegas history with professional sports uh, especially having major league teams is is somewhat fairly recent and I just want to call out the um, impact that Jake has made on the experience of being in one of those games um, with the music that he selects and um, really setting the tone. So I think it's a really cool historic uh, callback <laughs> to hear yeah. about that moment with the thunder. Thank um, you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. And so you mentioned that you were also playing music. I'd love to hear how you got started in that. And when did you pick up that this was something, um, you know, you enjoyed and you were good at? I don't know if I was ever good at it <laughs> you know one of those uh you know all the musicians have this imposter syndrome but we uh you know do it for fun most most of the time and then kind of just end up at some point you 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 become you know 
serious or it's a, it's a career. Right. So, um, you know, it was, it was playing in high school with, with friends and then, you know, into college, it was, you know, I guess we'll book some shows. And then that kind of snowballed into, well, you know, now we're playing a little bigger shows and we're playing with some of the, you know, our favorite bands of the time and, uh, you know, around town and then getting the opportunity to go out on tour. And, you know, it was just, uh, I guess the, the natural progression of it, uh, you know, just, it happens as you, as you just play more and more, you get better. It's, it's one of these things that, uh, you know, like anything, right. Uh, it reps, you know, you, you do something enough mm -hmm. and you're going to, you're going to get good at it. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was one of those things that for me, you know, playing baseball at the time, I, I had, uh, gone to UNLV to, to be on the baseball team. And after, uh, uh, you know, the second major injury that I had, you know, mm -hmm. from a, from a knee surgery, I kind of was at the crossroads of, you know, should I continue to, you know, push on this, you know, sports thing, or should I maybe pursue the, you know, the thing that I really love? And, um, you know, for me, it was one of those tough decisions where you, you know, you're going to have, you know, the judgment of family, friends, you know, teammates, all those things, but, uh, you also kind of are taking the risk and, and, you know, betting on yourself a little bit more than, uh, having a team around you. Mm -hmm. uh, so, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's an exciting time, but, you know, for me, that was, it was also an open door because at the same time I had an opportunity to go out and be a guitar tech at first, uh, and then a stage manager and a tour manager for a band that I really looked up to, uh, named the cab. They were, uh, yeah. they were touring with with a bunch of really 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 great acts like uh, Avril Lavigne and Maroon Five and a, a bunch of fun stuff that I was uh, you know kind of kind of excited to experience and and take the take the plunge as far as career wise, um, but uh, obviously uh, you know that also takes a little bit of a step back from school right so mm. <laughs> um, had to kind of reassess my, uh, my path with the university and, you know, <laughs> explain to my parents as, uh, mm -hmm. how I'm going to, you know, fund this, uh, this venture that I'm doing out on the road, sleeping in vans yeah. and, uh, you know, doing the whole thing. And that, uh, you know, it just, uh, it was, it was a great experience for me, uh, you know, kind of getting, getting hands-on right. And, uh, at the time, you know, right after, I think it was, maybe it was that Maroon 5 tour, uh, the band ends up breaking up. So wow. I lose my job. I'm, you know, I'm sitting there. I had just taken a year or two off of school and I'm sitting like, oh man, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And uh, I'm reading, I think it was the Las Vegas Weekly at the time. And there's a guy, Ray Han, who uh, was the entertainment director at the Cosmopolitan and he was going to start a festival. You know, I said, well, that's something I've always wanted <laughs> to do and be, in, be a part of. So I, you know, I, I sent him an email and, and sure enough, he's like, all right, yeah, come meet me at the, uh, at the beat downtown. And, uh, you know, a couple conversations later, he's like, you know, I don't have any money, but, uh, if you want to, if you want to help out, you know, opportunity is yours. So wow. yeah, this is after, you know finally having a job in the music industry then he's like well you know you know you're gonna have to take an internship so <laughs> it was uh kind of one of those things where you're like uh 
okay, you know, you got to believe in yourself again to prove that you, you know, you bring value. And, um, you know, that ended up after I had put on a local showcase for, for almost 12 months leading up to the festival. So this is yeah. before we had announced anything, uh, kind of giving local bands an opportunity to get on the festival and, you know, also booking the, the, the acts that we had the first year. Um, I ended up getting a full-time position. That was actually like my first salary job. Wow. <laughs> so, um, you know, <laughs> at the time it's like, uh, seems risky right uh sure kind of coming off coming off of a, 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 another risky job <laughs> yeah because uh, okay the the yeah. festival has been around now for 10 years but 10 mm -hmm. years ago it was a gamble oh absolutely yeah. yeah and and you know at the time we we didn't have the the budgets they have now <laughs> there's a lot of uh you know um kind of getting creative yeah. Uh, with what you can do and you know we were bringing in a lot of the the local shows around town some of the uh the showroom acts and the the residencies and you know it was a it was a, it was a fun venture but um you know kind of same situation uh you know looking at like the the, the cab and the band thing it was like you know everything slows down or stops when uh you know ownership changes hands and uh, sure. you know, you, you lose your, your job and it's this, uh, you know, kind of, for me, it's always been, you know, those moments where you think you've lost something or you are mourning, you know, this, this thing that you, you know, you had, um, it's for me, most of the time, the minute that you reassess or kind of flip your, the view of it into a positive mm -hmm. um you know it somehow is going to seg into something else even better and uh you know that's it was it was uh you know right around that time i you know kind of reached out to the 51s who mm. uh who were playing and they said you know what we don't we actually just lost our our guy that does the music for he, wow. he'd been there for I think 15, 20 years. And wow. uh he had just he had just walked away from the job. And I said that's that's why I lost my other job. <laughs> wow, that's some timing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh yeah. You can't really make it up. So uh I, you know. I wanna I wanna just take a, a moment to I, I appreciate as you're telling telling the story, is those kind of um crossroads or like those forks in the road that presented themselves here, your sports mm -hmm. injury, the the festival and, and ownership changes and yet you figured out how to pivot and you mm -hmm. had prepared yourself in some way and and you know gotten experience that you could find a way to translate into something else um which is really remarkable and 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 um yeah just kind of something i'm i'm noticing as a thread kind of throughout that those seasons of life, yeah. which is really cool. Um, and and please tell us uh, about the the fifty ones and, and getting that going. I mean, I think uh, yeah, I think you're right with the you know the seasons in in general. It's kind of this uh, you know natural. It's it's one of those things. You know, change is is the only constant, right? So right, yeah. uh, kind of getting comfortable with with change. Uh, for me, over the years, has been you know this this common thread that I've I've understood is is maybe you know uh 
you know, the, the superpower of sorts. If you can, you can be comfortable being uncomfortable, you're, you're going to be successful. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so even, you know, moving from the 51s and, and doing that for a few years at the same time, I was, you know, doing a, a radio show on the college radio station out in Vegas called KUNV. And, um, that kind of segued into a full-time position at Nevada Public Radio, which, uh, you know, kind of opened me up to a lot of other broadcasting opportunities I wouldn't have had before. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just, you know, I think having that background with the radio, uh, you know, coupled with the 51's experience when the, the NHL came to town and there was a job opening, it was it was kind of like I was the, the best fit candidate for that mm -hmm. role. Um, and, and, you know, kind of obviously used a lot of the, you know, the, the local music that I had had and the, the radio contacts and all the things that I had been working on, uh, you know, in those other roles and, uh, you know, bring it into the NHL atmosphere and the experience. And, uh, and yeah, it was just a, a perfect storm. Yeah. And that the, the Vegas Golden Knights coming to town was huge news and there was so much excitement um in the city i think leading up to it and then especially after um the tragedy that year of the, the community rallying together and um gosh what did it what did it mean for you well let me pause and say i completely agree you were the best fit candidate so that i think it totally <laughs> makes sense and what did it mean to you to be you know raised in this city now at the helm of, um, you know, part of that experience of, of fans in the, in the arena and, and selecting, um, the music, the, the sound, the energy. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it was an honor, obviously, uh, I think at the time, and this is, you know, uh, with anything when you're, when you're in the, the good old times, right. Uh, you know that saying where like I wish I knew I was in the good old times, uh, right? Like the, yeah, uh, when they're happening, in the office or whatever. But uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know you. I know you'd be able to tell me that. Um, but uh, you know, it was just a a really special you know moment in time, and um, you know, kind of having the experience to to see other NHL teams come to fruition and and work with other. NHL teams around the league um, and you know kind of harken back to what we experienced you know then in the in the first inaugural season it was uh, lightning in a bottle you know you can't really replicate it and it's this magical thing that is just happening and you're just a kind of a, a vessel or like a you know a piece of the puzzle that's uh, you know kind of magically being put together so um yeah, it was uh, it was it was really cool to to just even be involved. One of the um, other threads, sort of, of your work that I really want to talk to you about is how you have incorporated and elevated the music of local and emerging artists. When and why did that become a part of what you do? Sure. Yeah, it's um. I think it's so near and dear to me, obviously, because I, I came from the, you know, the local scene and being in bands and, you know, understanding what a grind and, and the uphill battle it is 
um, and and just having the platform to elevate and and showcase some of these uh, these local artists really, you know, gave me a unique perspective. Um, and you know, even at the time with with you know going back to life is beautiful. Uh, I was still in a local band at the time and still mm-hmm. playing local shows, but um, you know having a, a chance to build out a local showcase program. Uh, to give people an opportunity to get on a music festival like that was you know kind of a, a dream come true to me as far as just to see you know my colleague you know local colleagues and and you know people that were in the scene having that that chance to kind of you know uh, you know join the big leagues right <laughs> but um, yeah. uh, you know it it happened organically um, in in my my sports soundtracking um, kind of career with, you know, a lot of the time I'd be playing a local song just because, you know, some artist I knew was in the audience or, you know, it just was a great, great uh, hook or instrumental or something. And at some point somebody said, Hey, what was that song? And I said, that's actually a local band. Uh And the minute that it, you know, clicked for somebody, uh, you know, on the, on the managerial side to say, well, okay, that's, that's interesting and, and, and cool. Um, you know, they were like, we well, you know, can we do that every game? It's like, absolutely we can. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, uh, that would be ideal. So yeah, we ended up building out this, this program where it was, you know, every game we would feature a local artist and then we would actually put their, their, uh, their name and their song title and the album cover up on the uh the jumbotron you know the the nitron is what we call it mm-hmm. and uh you know the there was an announcement and it was this you know kind of moment in the in-game experience but you know i started to realize what a impact that it had on these local artists mm-hmm. um you know such a small thing for us to to kind of just do you know every game it's like okay you know who's the next local artist we're going to feature and you know it gets uh you get in this groove and it's you kind of forget what a big deal it could be to someone's career and Mm -hmm. you know maybe for them it might change you know you know they'll get a show from it or maybe they'll they'll get on the radio next because of it i don't know but um you know it's it's just nice to know that it was appreciated and i think they're actually i know they're still doing it out in uh out in vegas this is uh the sixth year that they're uh they're doing it yeah that's awesome i yeah i was at a game towards the end of last year and um i saw that and i was so excited because i remember seeing it you know from first season and i've i've seen videos from many local artists in las vegas you know beaming with pride when they get pictures and videos of their song on the um in the arena like that and um yeah from even year one of life is beautiful you know there's artists that played that year that are now kind of you know hometown heroes or they get brought back to um you know open new venues and um it's just incredible to to see that and um I want to comment on something that I think you do very well in building community, which is, I think, recognizing that it starts with like you and your neighbor, you know, Mm -hmm. like you're filling arenas eventually and you're filling, you know, uh, stands uh, at the, this is my lack of sports showing the baseball 
uh, yeah. <laughs> arena. The, 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 the grandstands. <laughs> the grandstands. Thank you. Yep. Um, yep. But you're also, you're building community. And it's starting with people who live there and work there and play there, um, mm -hmm. which is which is so cool to see. No, yeah, I appreciate you uh, you acknowledging that, and yeah, it's it, you're, you're spot on. It's it's one of those things that we, especially in Vegas, you know, um, people don't really think or or you know, kind of think of immediately the local community, but um, you know, those small efforts uh you know might at least change someone's mind or kind of you know tweak their perspective enough to think you know oh yeah there is something happening here there is a community here there's a local scene there's you know people that live their lives and you know really uh you know contribute to uh the, the community overall i think every every city's local music scene needs a jake wagner so <laughs> <laughs> las vegas was lucky to have um, have you for sure I'm venturing to guess that in addition to music and the story that you tell with music or having a taste for good music, that emotion and the emotion that, you know, music can create is also playing a part in sort of your selections or the story arc um, mm -hmm. of an event. Can you talk about emotion and what role it serves in your work? Yeah, I, I mean... I think, yeah, you're spot on. Um, and, you know, I like to, to kind of treat, you know, depending on the game itself and, and kind of the situation, I like to treat each game or event like a, like a movie or mm. a, you know, a book, right. You, you, you have these peaks and valleys, right. And uh, that should reflect in the music as well. Um you know, sometimes it's not going to go well for your team. So that, you know, kind of has to be a responsive thing where it's this ebb and flow of, you know, tempo and, uh, you know, style and, and kind of feeling and all that that uh, goes into, you know, your your musical selection. But, um, you know, there's, you can, you can really, you know, ruin a moment. Uh, <laughs> you know with with the wrong selection or you could you can make someone's life you know you can kind of just set a memory that will never change like you know going back to my uh you know childhood experience with the thunder it's like people kind of must have you know at the time thought oh it's a great idea you know not a huge not a huge thing but for me it's like uh you know kind of changed the trajectory of uh, what i wanted to do for a career so yeah, you know, I, I had somebody tell me, uh, you know, uh, within the the NHL, um, kind of the front office side and and upper management people would said, you know, Alex Ovechkin wanted to buy you a drink because of the song <laughs> you picked when he got to pick up the Stanley Cup. And uh, you know, I I, I kind of laughed it off. I you know, I was like, oh, that's cool. But you know, watching back and realizing that's this guy's you know climax right like that's the character arc and the yeah the, the top of the mountain right he he finally got there he finally gets to touch this thing that he could never do you know get to and uh you know being able to kind of lend you know that small piece of the the story with the soundtrack on uh 
something like that is it's it's impactful it's you know it's special yeah wow that's so funny what song was it (laughs) um it was it was a couple different songs but um i saved the crescendo of uh it's titan spirit actually from uh from remember the titan soundtrack uh there's this kind of you know large orchestral uh just swell of strings and it fills the you know at the end of the song so i didn't play that part until he touched the touched Uh, the the right uh, moment yeah so i saved that (laughs) and i was playing a couple other orchestral songs kind of in the bed of you know them talking and getting to intro him and then once he finally touched it i hit this thing and it just you know it it you know gave me chills anyway <laughs> that's awesome hopefully it gave you know i think he he had some tears <laughs> yeah what a moment and yeah. i should know this but this was when they when the capitals were playing vegas yep okay yep. golden Knights. yeah so so that that's was an game it- five yeah a, a very intense, um, you know, run and a, uh, a, you know, battle upon battle to get to that point. So for mm-hmm. the, um, for him on being on the other team and you're the one selecting the music, I think that goes to show like just that connection that you're able to make with, um, with songs and music and, you know, how it goes, um, what's it like across battle lines <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah no yeah. that's and and you know I think that's also maybe you know led to other opportunities and and, and you know bigger things that I've I've done since then because you know you you have to take that bias out of the equation you know mm. when it comes to you know who you're a fan of or you know, what, what team you're rooting for. It's, you know, you're here to do, uh, you know, do a service for everyone. And, yeah. uh, you know, like, like we had talked about with just telling, telling the story for each individual character and, you know, especially a moment like that for me, uh, being just a fan of hockey in general, it was, uh, you know, you, you realized it's, uh, it's important, you know, and, as 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 tough as it may be uh even if you're you know depressed and sad that you your team lost it's uh you know you, you gotta recognize the, the good in it yeah yeah as a fan of the sport or just to exactly. to recognize yeah. that level of achievement yeah mm-hmm. that's incredible mm-hmm. um and so you had mentioned that you know there are some things that you still want to achieve do we want to take a moment to manifest like what should we be on the lookout for from Mm. you and what do you want to get up to well I don't know I think I you know I always got into this uh this kind of programming uh background to eventually soundtrack a movie or you know a tv show or something of that sort but you know at the time getting into sports I didn't really realize that these moments would kind of crystallize in history the way that they do yeah um so for me um I'm not in any rush to to kind of uh, you know go anywhere else because (laughs) of uh, you know just recognizing that there is a uh, you know everything is is documented and now it's kind of like 
well, everything uh, is its own movie, right? Especially with social media and, you know, everyone's documenting their, their lives and, and repurposing the content. It's, you know, you, I, I, I kind of take it for granted in the sense that everyone, you know, when they go to a game, it's their, their first NHL hockey game. It's, you know, that could be, you know, a, uh, a huge deal to someone when for yeah. me, it's, you know, number 500 or whatever. And I'm like, oh, this is, you know, just another game, but for them, it's, you know, a huge deal. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, I don't take that lightly, I guess is, is what I'm saying. So, um, but I would, you know, I would love to, to continue just kind of helping organizations and, you know, anything really that is looking for music to kind of be paired with, you know, the, a scene or a, a product or anything like that. It's uh, for me, that's it's just fun, right? Like the biggest thing is, you know, we want to find jobs or, you know, careers that we have a good time doing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I've been lucky enough to, to find one that, you know, it's definitely not work. That's for sure. Yeah. And not only has it not only does it sound like it's fun for you but you are part of something that gets to be fun for so many other people and yeah you know there's no doubt that it, at at any given game that you're uh, a part of there's a kid or there's a person who's having their thunderstruck moment mm-hmm. <laughs> being in being in the audience yeah exactly yeah, well, it's this has been so, this has been fun for me. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I'm so so glad that um, we got to have this conversation. Is there anything that I did not ask you that you would like to mention? Oh man, um, no, I mean, I think we uh, I think we really hit hit all of the the major career moments. You know. Um, you know, I think for for your audience, uh, you know, the major the major point for 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 me is any time that I've I've felt discomfort or you know anxiety or even you know being scared of of a situation or you know a choice uh, in life is is usually where you know the good stuff happens. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, it's the sweet spot. So. Um, you know, for everyone out there where it's, uh, you know, you don't like to feel that way or, you know, as, as do I, I'm not a fan of it, but every time I, I put myself into those situations, you, you end up, you know, finding your best self. Um, so, you know, that's definitely, uh, one thing I hope everyone kind of takes away is, you know, just, just find the comfort in being discomfortable or uncomfortable yeah yeah that's a great point and thank you for being an example of that i think in the many ways that you've navigated you know you know changes in your own life and thank you for sharing your story so that other folks can you know get to learn about kind of how you've made things um happen and and we'll continue to root for you and and be in your corner in your grandstands (laughs) i appreciate that no it's uh yeah, I, I really, uh, I thank you for the opportunity and the, and the platform to kind of share these stories. That does it for this episode of Scratching the Record. And 
that wraps up our season one. I hope to be able to share soon what the next steps will be for this podcast. And I want to thank you so much for listening to this debut season of a project that has truly been a labor of love. I'm so grateful to Jake, today's episode guest, all of our guests through season one. Um, Please do follow us here on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review if you checked out one of this season's episodes. You can also find us on Instagram at Scratching the Record. Tell us what you liked. Tell us your ideas or what you might like to see next happen with this podcast. And thank you again. This started as an idea and it became something real. And I can't imagine this experience without being able to share it with you hear your feedback, and hear the stories of our amazing guests. So until next time, this has been Scratching the Record.